0: Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, April 12, 2021, a commentary on verses 13 through 18 of Surah Al Baqarah by Sheikh Muhammad Fawzi Al Kerkari Qaddas Allahu Sirah. The passage in Arabic reads Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. اللَّهُ يَسْتَهْزِئُ بِهِمْ وَيَمُدُّهُمْ فِي طُغْيَانِهِمْ يَعْمَهُونَ أُولَئِكَ الَّذِينَ اشْتَرَوُا الضَّلَالَةَ بِالْهُدَى فَمَا رَبِحَتْ تِجَارَتُهُمْ وَمَا كَانُوا مُهْتَدِينَ مَثَلُهُمْ كَمَثَلِ الَّذِي اسْتَوْقَدَ نَارًا فَلَمَّا أَضَاءَتْ مَا حَوْلَهُ ذَهَبَ اللَّهُ بِنُورِهِمْ وَتَرَكَهُمْ فِي ظُلُمَاتٍ لَّا يُبْصِرُونَ سُمُّ بُكْمٌ عُمْيٌ فَهُمْ la yarjiun. Verse 13 reads And when it is said to them Believe as the people believe وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ آمِنُوا كَمَا آمَنَا النَّاسِ They say Shall we believe as the fools believe? قَالُوا أَنُؤْمِنُوا كَمَا آمَنَا السُّفَهَاءَ Truly They are the fools but they know not the Sheikh comments the fool does not know he is a fool but thinks that other people are the foolish ones he aspires to be a saint a leader of men but wants this immediately and without being worthy of it if he were worthy of it and true to himself, God would grant him angelic aid and acceptance on earth. But acceptance on earth is only given to the one who is beloved unto the folk of heaven. As the verse reads Behold, truly the friends of God, no fear shall befall them, nor shall they grieve. If the folk of God are displeased with you, you cannot hope to attain acceptance on earth. The desire for leadership drives some people to imagine that they can work their way up the ladder to the top by assassinating their teacher or their sheikh as if they saw a television news report of a political revolution and imitated it often the revolutionary is someone close to the ruler even his own son so it is that this darkness which at first is only a speck grows and becomes a black hole that swallows up the star of guidance then all the faculties so that you become a fool who sees righteousness as foolish and foolishness as righteousness you think that no one deserves leadership but you and you will do whatever it takes to attain it Allah truly they are the fools but they know not he does not know the truth about himself even if you told him he could never see himself as a fool but only as a man of the utmost high standing. This is exactly what the disciple risks, so he must be as cautious as can be. That is why we always say, lower or abase yourself and elevate others, so that you see everything evil as from yourself. And everything good as from God Descending upon you through other people Note how God says Believe as the people believe Aminu As the people, not as the believers Or as the Muslims This is because the person who suffers from this sickness Has fallen so low that he's almost subhuman and so God calls upon him to return at a bare minimum to natural disposition to the most basic level of faith the faith of the masses verse 14 reads and when they meet those who believe they say, we believe but when they go apart to their devils they say, we are with you we were only mocking. God is speaking of the hypocrites who show one face to the unbeliever and another to the faithful, who they still mix with in their daily lives. Sidi al-Buzidi said in his aphorism, his Hikam, if you are a disciple, a seeker of the light of the Lord, you ought not mingle even with the ordinary believer. This is so that you are not affected by by their discourse, for they will come to you with advice and admonition that only draws you away from the light and from the gatherings of remembrance. But the one who suffers from this sickness will mix with anyone and claim they are only his friends or acquaintances, and that he's not affected by them at all, because the sickness in his heart makes him see himself. As the epitome of righteousness, immune to outside influences. Yet he is not immune at all, and they will influence him and encourage him and cause his sickness to grow even as they tell him he is enlightened. The sickness grows and rises from the heart until finally it reaches the hand and provokes evil action. First, it rises from the heart to the intellect, then to the brow, the nasia, and this is when the disciple must make it known to his sheikh. When it resides in the brow, it may be treated by much prostration, wasjud waqtarib, prostrate and draw near. This is the verse that ends surat Iqra which mentions نَاصِيَةٍ خَاطِئَةٍ كَاذِبَةٍ The ناصية, the brow, that's erroneous and that lies. The intellect in the brow does not recognize the truth as well as the heart does. So you must turn to prostration and draw nearer to God so that you may escape from the machinations of your lower self. The heart can be the throne of God. ...but only if it is free of all else but him... ...free of envy, self-regard and pride. Now all of us are marred by these attributes... ...but there are degrees. It's like the level of sugar in the blood. All blood has it. But if it crosses a threshold... ...it becomes diabetes... ...and you have a serious problem. There must be balance. We all suffer from envy self-regard and pride but we must resist them and prevent them from crossing the threshold you must remove them from that niche put them outside the circle and build a wall between you and them with mercy on its inside while its outside faces toward torment that is place in your heart the wellspring of mercy, the presence of the Prophet and do not crowd it out with desire for leadership and self-regard or the niche, the Mishkat, will be filled with that instead nor can you wrest leadership from another by usurping the light that God has placed in his heart that is not how spiritual inheritance takes place even outward things cannot be inherited that way never mind inward ones. Moses alayhi did not simply slay al-khidr to take what he had. Moses sought to understand the truth and took what he could and what he did not understand served to show him the true nature of his soul and led him to his Lord and his true purpose. Sayyiduna Musa, Moses والسلام, did not say to al-khidr I am more worthy of this than you, for I am God's confidant. I am al kalim The disciple must be the same. He must come to learn the maladies of his soul, which he could not diagnose on his own. Let me add that the Prophet said, I will leave among you the two weighty things, the Book of God and my progeny, my household. تَرَكْتُ فِيكُمُ الْثَقَلَيْنِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَعِطْرَةُ آل بيتي. You know this hadith well, but do you understand the true meaning of it? The one who is from outside the household must strive even harder to cure his sickness and not attempt to usurp the position of sheikh from the outside, aided by others who refuse to recognize this hadith though it is authentic some claim to be from the household without knowing their exact lineage though the true members of the household know their lineages well you must know yourself and your status and adhere to it faithfully not try to cross over to a role that is not yours this matter requires the kinship of blood and spirit together The Prophet said I am the grandfather of every God-conscious man in the sense of spirit but not blood. Strive then to attain God-consciousness or taqwa to share in this spiritual kinship When the disciple comes to the tariqa, he should shed any formal ambitions he may have such as the desire to lead a group to have permission to initiate others to have a high rank, etc. The disciples' sole aspiration should be to learn it is God who chooses people for such roles if you want something return to your Lord and ask Him not anyone else when you perform an action take it back to God And dedicate it to him alone And from him you will receive whatever forgiveness, knowledge and righteousness that is destined for you You will be the one to see what you inherited from this deed I will not be the one to bring it down upon you But you will bring it down upon yourself Verse 14 reads and when they meet those who believe they say, we believe But when they go apart to their devils they say, we are with you We were only mocking They are disciples when they are with the disciples This is why I do not like when people come to me weeping exaggeratedly and making a show Anyone could do that They say we believe قَالُوا They are aware of the 70 branches of faith and how to ascend through them, and all the stations along the way and their higher and lower forces, and they are aware of the battle that must be fought against the soul. They have read all the Sufi books, but they still do not know their own selves. If they did, they would recognize their hypocrisy, for they act like people of light among the people of light, but when they return to their devils their own people they say we are with you we were only mocking we were just wasting their time while expecting the imminent collapse of the tariqa the one afflicted with this sickness keeps the company of two opposing groups the first are the believers whom god has brought out of darkness into light the second Are the insolent ones who are mired in darkness He is like an isthmus Between the side of light And the side of darkness With two faces One towards each side He offers help and support To the faithful Donates to the tariqah and so on Quote I am with you Apply this to yourself And see where you stand Do you keep the company of devils? Do you sit with them because you feel embarrassed not to or out of hope that you will change their ideas? Do you have two hearts? Could your sheikh's enemy be your friend? Could your own enemies be beloved to you? Are you so righteous and sincere that no one could possibly have any bad influence on you? If so, then you should teach us how you did it for you are the first to ever achieve this the verse reads we are with you we are only mocking some people mock the tariqa and its teachings or even the light of God itself but what of the disciple who suffers from this sickness and who acts with two faces and two hearts but imagines that the sheikh and those with him have no idea what he's doing God mocks them verse 15 reads God mocks them and leaves them in their insolence Wandering, confused God himself, to whom you claim to have pledged allegiance Of whom you claim to seek direct knowledge Mocks you He holds you between his two fingers And manifests his names upon you And when his name Addar, the harmer comes to you, you do not know how to behave with it, and so you fall into this terrible situation. The verse reads, God mocks them, in the plural, meaning not just you, but all those whose company you keep. Then the verse reads, and leaves them in their insolence, wandering, confused. You fear to be exposed and lose all your standing in the eyes of those you have convinced of your righteousness. So you will not repeat what you have done, for if you did, you would surely be exposed. Verse 16 Those are they who have purchased error at the price of guidance. Their commerce has not profited them, nor are they guided. This notion of commerce calls to mind the verse God has purchased from the believers their lives and their possessions But that is a symbolic spiritual commerce describing the relationship between you and your Lord While here their commerce tijara has not profited them This applies both outwardly and inwardly For even in the inward sense they will come to own nothing For they followed in the footsteps of Satan And as the verse reads Satan promises you poverty Had they followed the rich Al-Ghani, God He would have enriched them outwardly and inwardly The verse reads Their commerce has not profited them Nor are they guided Note how the commerce is mentioned Even before guidance Their outward commerce Is not based on the Quran and the Sunnah but on deception and scheming and so too their inward commerce not only did they attain no more than the poverty that Satan promised them they also lost their guidance though they had entertained ambitions of being great saints even their past deeds have been rendered void for the verse says "Makanu كَانُوا In the past, they were never guided. Cain and Abel were the sons of the one who was taught all the names, Adam. Yet when Cain killed his brother Abel, he destroyed all his past good deeds. Verse 17 reads Their likeness is as that of one who kindled a fire, and when it illuminated all about him, God took away their light. And left them in darkness, unable to see. That is how the light begins, when God casts light into the hearts of the faithful and kindles the fire of passion and love. This was the case even for those whose intentions were not truly sincere, but, quote, when it illumined all about him, that is, when God honored him with this light. He did not acknowledge God's favor, but instead God took away their light. They have no light left, for it was taken away. We seek refuge with God, lest He deprive us after giving unto us. If the light of God leaves you, the sickness in your heart will grow worse and worse and become a plague. That seriously threatens those around you as well as you. Examine your heart and administer to your soul before it's too late. The verse reads, God took away their light and left them in darkness, unable to see. They are blind inwardly, not outwardly. They can see the external world, but they cannot behold the traces of the face of God therein. They are lost in obliviousness, which is how the disease in their hearts is able to make them do what they do. Verse 18 reads, deaf, dumb, and blind, they shall not return. The sheikh comments, they do not speak about what they have done, but are silent, as if dumb. When God brings the truth of a person's inner sickness out into the open, he becomes fearful and flees. But he is only fleeing from himself. He made himself deaf, for his hearing used to be light, but he united it with the disease in his heart. He used to speak of God's favors, but the darkness of his heart struck him dumb and blind. He forgets everything. All the knowledge and company that he had experienced The Prophet Wasallam says He who fails to thank people fails to thank God That is, he doesn't acknowledge any of the good that other people have done for him Nor has anything good to say about them The verse reads They shall not return That is Do not expect them to come back regretfully asking for forgiveness, for they never will. They will only plot to do even worse. The true disciples come out of darkness into light and look down on themselves, repenting and seeking forgiveness for their past wrongs. Even people with terrible pasts can become great saints. But as for those who work corruption after God kindles light in their hearts and then takes it away because of their actions so that they become deaf, dumb and blind do not expect that they will ever repent Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad kama salli'ta ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala ali Sayyidina Ibrahim wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad كما باركت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد.